for calling Call Me Cowboy. For Western lifestyle, press 1. For country music, press 2. For cowgal pals, press 3. Or stay on the line to speak to our representatives. Thank you. Hi, podcast. It's Katie and Hannah. <laughs> Katie, are you going to hold that on your head this whole time? I probably, I'm just going to do one eye at a time. <laughs> I usually, I have an eye mask that I usually use. I'm, I'm icing my eyes for all the podcast people that have no idea what we're talking about. Um, I usually have an eye mask that I use, but Ethan used it to ice his shoulder because he sucks. Um, so now I don't have that. So, because it's not frozen. I actually record a lot of my solo podcasts with ice on my eyes. I'll like turn all the lights off and lay on the floor and just actually I record love it. We need to do that during NFR. Uh, I have you seen people using the ice rollers? Um, oh yeah, last year I didn't bring my ice roller, but this year I will be bringing it. I don't have one, and I really desperately want one because I don't know, ice on your face, you guys, is like one of the best feelings that there is. Pretty yeah. much, I don't really know of anything better. Like, genuinely. It actually really, really helps with depuffing your yeah. face as well. And, like, I know for sure whenever I drink alcohol the next day, my face is puffy. Yeah. So I'm going to be bringing that because Vegas is going to bring probably some nights of alcohol. I definitely feel the same way. And I, I don't know, when I get, like I said, when I get congested, I can't look at a screen. It hurts so bad. Like, I can't open my eyes. Mm. Uh, so I have to ice. And that's what I'm doing now. Hey, Rachel does the same thing. We'll, like text each other and we'll be like why is it only tuesday and this is me right now and it's like us with our ice mask <laughs> on because we just have the to. ice roller i it kind of helps with depuffing, but then it also helps like prevent wrinkles and fine lines and that sort of thing so i usually use it for that but like anytime i have a headache or anything i pull out the ice roller and it helps so much isn't it kind of annoying that like i don't know you usually you talk to someone you're like i have a headache they're like Go take an ibuprofen. Like, why do we not make it normal to be like, let's try the ice roller first and see how that goes. Exactly. And then we take an ibuprofen. Like, why is that not more... I don't know. We've been... We're starting the trend right now. Yeah. I, I'm asking my mom for ice rollers. I want her to put them in our stockings this year because I think all my sisters would love them. My eyes look so bad because they're red now from the ice, but... My... Okay. You can't really tell on Zoom, but my face is clearing up so much, you guys. I've been going to a new esthetician for, I don't know how long, a couple months, and it's taken a while, but this morning I woke up, we did a really intense peel on my face on Wednesday, and oh my god, it's literally changing my life. Like, I'll send you before and afters of before I went and got the peel and after, Hannah. Let me do that right now, actually, because it is literally insane how different my skin looks in, like, three days. I'm literally taking the afters so that you can see. Also, I, like, I'm learning so much about skincare. These are, like, the best photos I've ever taken of myself. You're Have you listened to the Skinny Confidential podcast? I've listened to some... Oh, sorry, I just hit my mic. I've listened to some of their stuff, but not not a lot. Not, like, consistently. They have the best skincare episodes out there. Like, really? they just... Yeah, they just released one with Dr. Dennis. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Because it was one of the best episodes I've ever heard about skincare in general um and they just have like i don't know like they obviously have the ceos of the businesses that are selling the skincare products on there so it's really interesting to hear um like just how it's made dr dennis gross listen to that episode um 
It's the most recent one, number 516. Dr. Dennis Gross on healthy skin, preventing okay. aging signs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the thing is, is a lot of, they bring on so many people that a lot of people do have like conflicting opinions. So you have to take everything that you hear with a grain of salt. But yeah. it is just, it's super interesting to hear about and that's actually how i found out about like the love wellness like ph balancing soap and all of that sort of thing so like the whole podcast is about entrepreneurs but then a a lot of it is about like how to take care of yourself your skin your body metabolism all of that shit oh my god katie that's insane isn't that that's literally between wednesday when i got the treatment and and this morning yeah she just got the before and after it's so what i'm learning i have my skin will hold pigment pretty badly but it mm-hmm. will basically like as soon as I put retinol on my skin, I don't have I don't have stubborn pigment. It'll just go away, which I know is not the case for a lot of people, like leftover mm-hmm. pigment from breakouts. And uh, I w- I just found out because uh, we basically we cleared up my face quite a bit. It was way better than it was. And then she put me mm-hmm. on back on retinol to see if we could get the pigment to go away. The pigment went away, but my breakouts got so worse. And apparently retinol makes me break out, so that sucks. Um, <laughs> makes me get like cystic acne which is literally what we're trying to fight so that kind of sucked and then she's like well let's do another peel yeah like because i guess do you know what retinol does because i didn't know i knew that it took away like the redness in this like the pigment but i didn't know why it did that so i guess it just it speeds up the cell process on your face so like gets like cycles through the getting rid of dead skin basically causes you to cycle through it um and basically if you have cystic acne sometimes your top layer of skin can be stubborn and your body can start cycling through it but it the the stuff your body's trying to get rid of will get stuck underneath trapped underneath and that's why you get cystic acne because it's not properly getting rid of everything Mm -hmm. and basically the whole process of skincare and like especially for treating acne is trying to get your skin to purge everything out of it um and that's what we've been doing so when i first started seeing her I had pretty bad acne and like I was like you know what whatever we need to do but after my first treatment I a lot of stuff came up like little stuff I usually only had cystic stuff and it all came to a head like she was like anytime I message her and she's like if it's coming to a head like if you've got a bunch of white shit on your face that's good because that means it's coming out and that's what we want um and it's definitely we've purged everything from my skin if you look at my skin today like in that before and after like you've seen some stuff coming to a head and that's like the last of my breakouts but the rest is all just pigment there's not any more active breakout on there which pigment i mean we can get rid of that that's not something that's going to spread and continue to get irritating but i'm just feeling so happy i really hope that it clears up before nfr that would be a blessing i don't know if that'll actually happen but it's definitely more manageable than it was at taylor's wedding i'm gonna have to dig through and see if i can find like the befores like the photos from me at taylor's wedding because it was so bad hannah that like i couldn't cover it with makeup like it was huge like the the marks i had were huge like the cystic stuff and it it's like now if i put on concealer you can't see it anymore and that like i love that i'm not i don't want to like say you know you need to cover your acne up because like i'm that's not what i'm saying but when i when you go to a wedding or something and you have awful cystic acne like yeah you don't want to look like that you know what i'm saying you like want to cover it up so but i don't know i'm very excited that it's looking better it's making yeah, me right in happy. time for nfr that's exciting yeah i have i have a lot of crazy stuff going on right now we were just talking about um i literally made her start recording the podcast so i could talk about it on the podcast so you could get our original my first my first script i guess that's what i'm saying my first dialogue about this and not a re a rehash of it but i stayed up till 4 a.m last night 4 30 in the morning last night reading the cheat sheet by Sarah Adams. Um, 
literally I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop reading it. It's all I can think about. Um, it's about a ballerina and a football player and they're like stuck mm. in the friend zone for six years, but both of them does not want to be friends. They want to date, but they don't know that. So you're reading from both POVs from his and hers and they're both into each other, but they don't realize they're into each other. She gets super drunk one night and tells a TMZ reporter that she's in love with him and they post it because he's like in the NFL. And then she says when she tells she tells the TMZ reporter she wants to swipe out all women from his life like a tied to go pen. And oh. Tide Tide thinks it's so cute and everybody thinks she's so cute and funny that Tide wants to do a deal with them and they're like, You guys need to if you're not dating, you need to fake date for a month and do this commercial that's gonna play during the Super Bowl for us. Um, so now they have to fake date, but both of them wants to real date. So you're like How fun This is literally it is so fun. That's my favorite thing about romance is that it's just fun. All all gas, no breaks. All jokes, no... Like, it's just good times. We're mm-hmm. just having a good time here. Like, the biggest problem in this book is that her rent's going up for her ballet studio that she owns. And I'm like, yeah, we can deal with that. Cool. <laughs> I love that. Last time we talked, I said that I wanted to read more books like that. And I... We were talking right before we started recording. I jumped right into a, like, self-help, self-care book. So... Um, I kind of wanted to do that though because I felt like it would help me like prepare mentally for NFR so I'm kind of excited about it and it takes me a lot longer to read than you so this will genuinely take me until (laughs) we get there uh, to finish it but it's called I am my own brand and I'm only like 40 pages in Um, but once I finish it or get a little bit farther in I will report back I so I what I'm so interested in this book because I've heard about it and what I was going to say is, I'm not really a fast reader. I yep. read fast, like, this kind of stuff. But that's because I'm excited about it. And, like, I can't put it down. But, like, if I don't want to read something... Yeah, that sounds fun. It's not going to go by fast. This would be a good place for you to start, honestly, Hannah. Yeah. It's a pretty short book. Like, it's tiny. And it's just fun. It's just a good time. Nothing else. No no other stuff. It's just good. And the characters are good. And I'm having fun. But for me, this is my prep, too. Because, like, this is how I... I don't know. I wasn't... I had stopped reading for a couple weeks because I just we got I got busy and stuff and I was definitely feeling like the I was talking to Taylor about this the other night reading mm-hmm. like physically and not an audiobook is like really important for me because I need to like when I read like that I have to intentionally be not doing anything else and it's like re- I'm making myself rest it's so good for me and I yeah don't and do the past couple of weeks have been insane and it's only gonna uh-huh. get crazier so it's really hard for me to find like just time for myself like last time we talked I was like I'm so excited because I get to ride moonshine and like that was like what was making me happy but now at this point I don't even have time to do that right now before NFR I have hardly any time at all things are only getting crazier so that's why I picked up this book I've actually had it on my shelf for like I don't even know how many years like I don't even know when I would have gotten it and I've always just stared at it and I was like, you know what? This would be, like I said, a perfect book for me to pick up before NFR, before like we have to do all this promotional stuff. Like it is such a good book so far. I'm really excited. It's obviously like my cup of tea, like branding yourself. Like that's exactly what I want to fucking learn about and read about. So I'm really, I'm just very excited about it. And yeah, maybe if I finish this within the next week or so, I will uh, get that book that you have. What is your, what have you learned so far from it? Like, what, is there any good takeaways? Wait, I'm going to grab it. Okay. I'm really interested to hear Oh, you have yours right next to you, too. Look at us go. Yeah, no, I'm highlighting the fuck out of it right now because it's just, like, it's so good, too, because um, it has little, like, she's she's telling you how to brand yourself and how, like, what she calls is, like, 
gremlins in your life that Ooh, gremlins. it's basically okay. like negative self-talk like like she's she yeah she she defines negative self-talk as gremlins um so she's just talking about how like they come up in our in our life and i like that is so prevalent for me in my life because even just like as of reading this book i've realized i wake up like thinking negatively about myself i wake up like full of anxiety which i have heard is something that just happens naturally like your body wakes up thinking about the things that you need to accomplish or whatever gives you anxiety or what stresses you out like that just happens naturally so it takes like like the first 10 seconds of you waking up you basically like have all these negative thoughts and then you have to kind of work through those and that is so true for me so this is this book has shown me how much I actually um how badly I talk to myself like about myself which is kind of crazy or even just like the things around me so like yeah um right now the biggest theme in the first I've only read the first and the second chapter so the biggest theme in the first chapter is just about how success is a choice and it's not given and it's I mean that's it's very cliche and it's like well duh but at the same time like so many people talk about um their what they want to succeed as if it's in the future instead of putting it into perspective right now like instead of saying I want to achieve whatever it's I am going to achieve it and I think that that I don't know like I think in my life right now I'm at this turning point to where I really do feel like a new era of HB is like is coming and I think this year put me through a lot of ups and downs and it kind of made me think of myself like in not the best way sometimes so this book is helping me like put everything into perspective let me see I'm gonna read um I I feel like you have had such a good I feel like you have grown a lot this year in the best way so I makes me sad Mm -hmm. that you're not talking good Mm -hmm. about yourself because I just think you're so great and you've gone through so many things probably my biggest problem that what that just the way that I talk to myself yeah probably so the one thing that I um underlined and I I put next to it I feel targeted um she said without excuses or she's just because it's snowing outside you can't refuse to go to the trade exhibition because it's too cold or if your friends decide to go on a holiday you can't now take a vacation when you have your business plan to finish or if you do you need to complete the plan whilst on the holiday or someone or someone once said you weren't any good so now you're too scared to get on stage or your boss shouted at you in front of your coworkers, so now you're nervous about speaking in the meeting or you've tried 10 times and lost money so now you refuse to really try again those things are all a big so what and then um it said and then she said after that what are you prepared to struggle through what are you prepared to struggle through in order to get what you want that was so big for me because I not that I give myself a shit ton of excuses because I do really feel like every day I wake up and I'm like I really need to get my shit done and I want to be successful but I I do think like within the past couple of years I've had this theme in my life where I'm like I want to take breaks or like allow myself a lot more leeway than I think that I should allow myself based on the success that I want my life to have like I need to be unforgivable when it comes to my actions my habits who I hang out with like who I surround myself with all of that shit like because and it would be different and she says in this book it's different if you really like you have to ask yourself do you really want that success like do you really want to be at that high level and if you don't like you just have to be honest with yourself like then you know that 
you you're not going to be there you're not going to like give yourself your all because you don't you don't truly want to be at that level whereas I I do like I really want I know that I was made yeah. for really 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 big things the things that like the normal person yeah. they don't really like a normal person I guess wouldn't want so when it comes to like public speaking or like making an impact on other people's yeah. lives like that's something I really want to do but at the same time it's also like my biggest fear and I think a lot of the times it has prevented me from really like relentlessly yeah. pursuing what I want to do and this book is basically just like no bullshit like if you want it you have to fucking do it like you have to like put the steps and have the strategy in front of you in order to get to that point or else you're, you're not going to like what she said success is not given to you like you have to earn it so and I know that like I I day to day yeah. I absolutely know that that is like what I have to do but it's just nice to like read about it and like have somebody just tell you like don't be don't be dumb like if you want this you know what to do and you have to wake up every day relentlessly pursuing that there's one last thing that I'll say about this book. It's um, she has this uh, quote from Nelson Mandela, and I've always heard like the fear, like when people want to achieve something, they're not really afraid of losing; they're afraid of succeeding. And I, I've never identified myself with that because I was like, well, why would you be afraid to succeed? Like you're, it would be you achieving all the goals that you want. But honestly, like it does make a lot of sense considering the fact that if you fail, like you have nothing to lose, really. Like you don't have anybody to report to. You don't have to like, you know what I mean? But if you succeed, there is a lot of pressure that comes with that. Like you are opening, opening up a lot of your power inside that is really fucking intimidating. And you have to like top yourself. Like after that, after you meet that goal, you're like, okay, how do I... How do I yeah. do better than this? Like, I don't even know it's where so to go It's so much pressure. Here. Like, no matter what you want to yeah. do, whether it's being an influencer or being a doctor, like, once you actually get to that point, you have to live up to yourself every single day. And I think that's what people are afraid yeah. of. So this um, speech by Nelson Mandela says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us the most. I was like, okay, holy shit. Like, that is kind of crazy he said we ask ourselves who am i to be brilliant gorgeous talented fabulous actually who are you to not be you are a child of god you're playing small and i also really like this book because it does bring up god a lot and i i love that it says you are a child of god you're playing small does not serve the world there is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you and that even in itself like there's simple things in my life like posting on stories and feeling like oh does that sound dumb does that sound like sometimes I'm like bro like you shouldn't be posting this shit like you are not cool but that is literally making myself small so that I don't bring out like other people's insecurities because if somebody's going to be judging me for that story that I post then that's their that's a reflection of their insecurities so he said you're a child of God you're playing small does not serve the world there is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you we are all meant to shine as children do we were born to make to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Bro, I love and that this. that's that's just the end of the first chapter. The book itself like just I am really obsessed with it and it's hitting where it 
hurts for me and it's just bringing out like all the best sides of me because I can really see points in my life that I have made myself small and like tried to dumb down my personality like I don't want to be too loud you know like I don't want to offend anybody and there's a lot of times that I I think within the past couple of years I've kind of just tried to like stay on even like the even playing field like I just don't want to piss anybody off I don't want to do anything like that and I'm literally at a point in my life right now where I don't give a fuck like literally if you are if you take something that I say and it was rude or whatever like I know I have good intentions and that's that's all that matters so like from here on out like I am not I'm just posting for myself like I am talking to people that I love and if you say something that I don't like or is rude then we're gonna have a conversation about it like I'm willing to have hard conversations I literally last week I'm going on a huge rant right now but literally no I'm so here for this literally last week I um so Katie you know the situation I a couple years ago or last year had people really do me dirty like really really bad yes and um I from that situation I was really hurt about it and I just like had this whole like depressive phase and then I heard about um this year like actually recently I heard that they were like really talking bad about me and this girl that did me dirty she is with this Mm. new guy Mm. that I've known since like my sophomore year freshman year of high school and we were always super cool but now they're dating so now this guy is talking bad about me and I'm like and I've heard it just from like other people and honestly when I first heard about it I called my brother crying because my brother knows this guy as well and I was like I just like I hate how I could like I could literally be doing the best like and I have vowed to never talk shit about this girl like I could be doing I could have the best intentions the best actions and people will literally still just spread these stories about me and like this guy specifically like we like I said we've had nothing but good times my parents have given him so much like there's there's just no reason for it anyways I saw him last week actually on Keegan's birthday I saw him at a gas station and I saw him walk in and I was like Keegan I think I'm gonna go confront him right now and he was like should you I was like should I He's like, should you? Yeah. I'm like, should I? 1000%. And I literally, and that's not something that I would have normally done. I would have literally just been like, whatever, dude. I'm Wait, just what gonna- did he say? Okay. So I, like I said, I would have literally just let it go and like, whatever, you can speak about me. I, my actions will speak for themselves. But I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to fucking stand up for myself. So I went in the gas station and I was like, hey, Scott, <laughs> that's not his name, but I was like, how are you doing? And he was like, oh, good, good. How are you? And he was like trying to walk out of the gas station. And I was like, not about to let him. Of course he was. like, not about to let him at all. And I was like, yeah, I heard you've been talking shit about me. And he was like, what? I almost what? Out I have been drink. talking shit. Truly, I, I don't know what came over me. I was stone cold sober, dude. Like I was just like ready to fucking hit it where it hurt. And um, he's like, no, I haven't been talking shit about you at all. And I was like, really? That is not what I've heard. And he was like, who'd you hear that from? And I said his friend's name. That is his direct friend. So like, and he wouldn't know that I know this guy. So like, whatever. Of course, he denied it up and down. Like, and I'm sure I caught him off guard. So it ended like, I basically said like, we've had good times, dude. Like I don't, it doesn't need to be like that. Like, I don't want, I don't want it to be like that. Like we go way back so whatever anyways we leave and I just felt like after that I'm like fuck yeah dude like I just stood up for myself like and that has given me so much power and I feel like that's what this book has kind of given me and like that's like the it's the theme of my life right now that I am relentlessly fighting for myself and who I am and I'm not gonna let anybody else ruin that for me 
And if something does yeah. happen, like, I'm not going to be afraid to stand up to them. No, and but, you yeah. know that he was not expecting you to say anything to him. And that's why no. he was able to say the things he said. Because he just, like, mm-hmm. was like, oh, nothing's going to come of it. And it gave me so much closure, like, for him to know that I know mm-hmm. that he was doing that. And that I was willing to, I had the balls to talk to him about it. I feel good. So. Dude, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. I love this for you, Hannah Beth. That is amazing. Thank you. I no, I definitely agree with you. And I've always been a person that I'm like down to confront anybody yeah. about anything, honestly. Like, cause I just don't, I just don't, I'll just nip it right in the butt. Cause people will take advantage of you being that way. Because if you don't defend yourself or if you don't take a side, like I was just talking to my sister mm-hmm. about this the other day, because George is really bad at taking sides in like, she wants everybody to be happy with her. She doesn't want to rock the boat. And I'm like, dude, you need to just speak your mind and like for yourself, Like, I know you're, like, trying to keep peace for everyone else, but, like, for you, for your sake, you need to say how you actually feel about stuff. Because otherwise, it allows the room for people to paint the picture about how you feel and drive a narrative that isn't true. Like, you need to speak things so people know how you truly feel. Like, and you can't be on the fence about this. Like, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make you a bad person to have hard conversations no. with people. Like that's or have I think, opinions. Yeah, I was always just afraid of offending people or like rocking the boat, like what you're saying, rocking the boat even more. Yeah. Like I just didn't want, I wanted to stay in my own lane and call it good. And most of the time I do think you should. I think you should be in your own lane. Like don't let the haters like, you know, like block out the haters. Sure. But at the same time, like it does, like you do need to stand up for yourself sometimes. Like if you yeah. know that you are in the right and you know that person is in the wrong then have the conversation with them and again it doesn't make you a bad person even if you have conflicting views with that person like it's still okay and it doesn't make you bad or it doesn't make you like that doesn't mean you have ill intentions or anything like that like and I just feel like I'm at a point right now you know turning 25 I'm fully developed like I'm just a whole new bitch at this fully point. developed era <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> you know you know the quote stand for something or fall for anything i feel like it kind of has like a double meaning right like they say stand for something or fall for anything as in either have morals or you'll have none but it also means like if you don't stand up for yourself and you don't speak like for yourself like Mm -hmm. anything will be able to knock you down because you don't have like i don't know everybody has opinions it's okay to say in my opinion that's wrong in my opinion this is right like that's literally what we're made up of that's how people judge you whether you're worthy of friendship or not is by your beliefs your your morals like you should stand on that and like Mm -hmm. it's okay to disagree with people on things and you can still be friends with them even though they don't agree with you on something but you should definitely like if they want that from you if it's an opinion on their own life you should be giving it and also just like if it's someone like in your situation doing that and and you know him like I would definitely be like dude what the heck is this like for sure all of a sudden you're with this girl and you want to say things like that literally aren't true like where do you get off bud yeah and I think it's I've just realized like I have nothing to hide like I'm so proud of myself and what I've accomplished and like what my life looks like and the relationships around me and again I just I don't have anything to hide I'm very happy with where I'm at so and I think before maybe that probably prevented me from standing up for myself because I couldn't even stand up for myself like my inner mental talk wasn't even standing up for myself you know but now I'm at the point to where it's a complete 180 and I just don't feel like I have anything to hide anymore so I'm just like laying it out on the line I love it that is so good for you I feel like I'm definitely I feel the same way like I'm experiencing a whole new era of myself Mm -hmm. and like I feel like big things are coming this year I think that's why I don't know I've been so anxious lately and I'm I have I've talked about that struggle with anxiety in the past, but I really haven't had 
major issues with anxiety until recently. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know if it's the stress or mm-hmm. what, but I've just been so anxious lately. Like last night, that's why I read for like so long. Cause I was like, I just need to get out of my life so badly right now. And it's not like anything bad is happening to me. I have all these great things happening around me. I'm just like, feel all this, all these pressures that I have yeah. not felt. I, I didn't feel them last year at NFR and I don't know. Like, I guess I do know. I just have way higher expectations for myself now. And, like, ideas about markers for success and, like, what I need to accomplish. And so, living up to my own kind of ideas. I have, like, similar negative self-talk, but mine is, like, you don't work hard enough. You're lazy. You're ungrateful. You don't care. You're slacking. And that's me all the time. So, like, if I want to, like, take a day off, it's, like, you can't take the day off. You need to work harder. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, I mean, it's kind of a good thing because it's, like, that's why I've been able to accomplish what I've been able to accomplish because I'm sure. ruthless. Like, I I work, you know, mm-hmm. a lot. And I even have a hard time, like, admitting that, like, saying I work hard. Like, that, to me, I feel like I'm, like, being cocky right now. Because it like, could never be enough. Yeah. No, never. It'll never be enough. And, like, I, that's another thing, too, that I, I definitely feel is, like, nothing I accomplish will ever be enough. And the bar moves every time I meet it. And I, I, I adjust it myself. I was actually talking to my boss about this the other day. Because I have a, my little part-time job. I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. She, like, pulled me aside after work and was, like, I want... Or had a little Zoom meeting with me because we are all work from home. And she's, like, I just want to talk to you about how you're feeling about your job. Like, I know you're going to NFR. And, like, you're probably going to have, like, such a big growth. And I just don't want to lose you. So if you want to well, stay two days on after... I was, like, oh, no, I'm not going anywhere. And she was, like, no, really, if you're too busy and I was like no it's I'm not too busy and like this is like so good for me and I ended up like diving into like my mental health with her I'm like girlfriend (laughs) it really helps me to have someone behind me telling me I'm doing a good job and you do that for me like having a boss that's like hey great job on that newsletter great job on that you know dinky little thing I do for the company Mm -hmm. I work for it's nothing like if you guys saw it it wouldn't be fancy to you but it's just basic graphic design work that I'm doing and it just feels so good to be it's like my it's almost like that's my weekend. That's my self-care. Like, I'm making myself go do that, like, to, like, clear my mind and be like, yes, you're good at this. You're doing good. You're a good designer. Like, it's fine. Ask just kind of talking to her about that and, like, how, like, it feel it takes a lot of pressure off me and it, like, m- lets me know that I'm okay, that I'm doing good. Like, because I'm my worst critic and I am also my boss. Yeah. So, that's not great. <laughs> like, I literally have the worst boss. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like what we were just talking about. That's like the fear of success because it does just bring you so much pressure. And like we talk about anxiety and depression, like even when we were talking about Selena yeah. Gomez's documentary with bipolar disorder, like it doesn't go away. And unfortunately, the more that you succeed and the more people that you have like looking at you or, you know, the bigger goals that you have, it really brings up that anxiety. Like it again, it doesn't go away. It only brings it more. And so that's where I feel like the fear of success comes in. But, I mean, luckily for us, we're strong-ass girlies and we work ourselves through it. But it doesn't mean that it goes away for us. Did I talk about this with you on the podcast about, like, the... I think I was talking to Taylor. I can't remember that. I was, like, talking about how I feel like there's so much noise, like, around me. Like, especially in my head, like, like just, like, the negative self-talk and, like what everyone's saying, like, what I feel like I owe people, like, what I feel like I need to do, what I should do, like, I don't know, just all this, like, stuff around me, and the pressure, Mm -hmm. and the weird feelings attached to all these things I do, and, like, it's like I'm walking down a road, and, like, 
where I started is like the thing that I, the reason I started like creativity, connecting with people. And like, I walk further down the road and the thing I like, my starting point gets farther and farther away. And I have to turn around and look over my shoulder over and over again to like remind myself why I'm doing this. And like, as the farther I get away, the harder it is to see it. And like the more things are in my way and I have to like sort through all of that to like see like the reason, like why we're doing this. And it like gets harder every time, like when I get lost in it and I'm like, fuck, why am I doing this? And then I look back and I'm like, oh, that's why like, keep going. Like, you're it's gonna be okay and you're like fighting through it and I feel like especially when you're in the weird medium phase which is where I feel like I'm at like I do have some success from what I've done I don't have the level I want but I do have some and I have like on paper I can show you the things I've done that that prove that I'm on the right path but I don't have the full thing yet so it's like if I, I feel like if I met that full thing I'd be able to be like this is proof you're doing the right thing. This is proof you're, mm-hmm. you should be doing this. Like, look what you're doing. But until I get those mild, like the big things, I'm not going to really feel like I'm doing like that. I should be pursuing what I pursue. I don't know if that makes sense, but we were talking about that a little bit in the last episode. I think that's what this book is doing for me. Cause it's, it's everything that I'm reading. I'm like, well, yeah, like I know that, but like, yeah. that is the thing. Like you always have to remember why you're doing this, like why it's not. And that's the hard part about what we do is, or in any business is the day to day doesn't really reflect what your big why is. You know, it's not until we get to NFR that we are reminded this is why we do what we do. Yep. But yeah, no, we talked about that a little bit in the last podcast and it's so true. The farther that you get down the road, the harder it is to see why you even started in the first place. Like kind of feel that spark, you know, to kind of bring that spark back in your life. It's really hard to do. And all those external pressures, you look around, you're like, is this worth it? Like, is it worth it for me to do this? Like, I don't know. Like, and I, it obviously is worth it. And like, I, I, the like problems that I have are really self-inflicted ones. Like the way I talk to myself, like, why do I tell myself I'm lazy when I know that I'm not? Like, I know Mm -hmm. that you're not. Why do you tell, look in the mirror, tell yourself you're ugly when you know that you're not? Like, why, why am I so anxious to meet people or afraid that I won't like live up to their expectations of what they see on me as a, as an Instagram story when I know that they won't like I know that I'm right. the same way like and I I don't know it's just part of like the weird that's a, another reason why my mind in me was so interesting to me because it just mm-hmm. showed a really real side of like I don't know being in media in any form like it's just really hard like it's especially on yeah. your mental health I feel like everyone gets to experience that now too because everybody's got such a social media footprint and is so engulfed in just like pictures and videos of other people and perfect lives and perfect whatever and you know like and it just really messes with you for sure and I like what uh that's something that Selena was talking about in her documentary and I was listening to Bo Burnham do you ever watch Bo Burnham or listen to him he's got uh he's really interesting to listen to him talk he talks about it a lot how like kids in this day and age like have such a hard growing up because of social media and stuff and it's just super interesting and I I never really fed into that but now like I used to not and now the older I get the more I see it the more I see like growing up in this has got to be so hard like I can't imagine being in sixth grade and like watching Charlie D'Amelio and be like that's what I need to be I had a flip phone in sixth grade I didn't even have a phone like not to sound old but literally (laughs) I had a flip phone and then like a little Blackberry like there was nothing in that the kids at school gave me enough pressure yeah let alone seeing the whole rest of the world oh I just think about all the time like high school is a nightmare was a nightmare I mean there was like obviously Instagram was huge when I was in high school like I remember if your Instagram wasn't cool you were not cool like we were very much and we're like really close to the like to LA and stuff like being in Arizona Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of that like culture 
feeds down here. Like, I, I talk to people that go to school in other places, like, when I lived in Washington, and the kids there would talk about high school, and I'm like, your high school sounds so different than mine. Like, it was ruthless. You had a brand. You had an Instagram. Like, everybody knew you by your Instagram handle name, not your name. Like, do you relate to that? Is that how it was in your high school? Um, actually, I don't know. I don't think so. I remember being in high school rodeo, and I, like, at that point had decided to pursue social media, and it was something that I actually lost friends over because they thought I was annoying for posting every day. Yeah, I, it was, like, status quo to post every day at my high school, and it was, like, literally, like, the reason I, I go by Katie Blue and everything is because that was my original Instagram handle was Katie Blue, and everyone knew me as Katie Blue. Like, that, they'd be like, oh, are you talking about Katie Blue? Like, and that, because that was my Instagram handle, and that's how we would, like, reference people like there was like a girl with like yeah if nobody knows this blue is literally not katie's middle name no never has been um i want it to legally be one day my whole my legal name is not katie blue kepler that is not my legal name i don't even i don't even know i don't want to share it because i don't want i guess my legal name is caitlin irene forensic that's my actual name i like to like hide things under caitlin forensic if i want to which you guys probably can't spell forensic if i like have like i have two pinterests one that i work with clients on and then one for myself and so I have my my own Pinterest under forensic because I don't want people to find it because it has like bo like old boards from when I was in high school that are like dumb that I just want to keep by myself or like my old Instagram is the a lot of people if you guys are listening to this and have requested to follow my old Instagram you are never getting a, a yes to that request I'm sorry I don't let anyone follow it um, I would delete it it literally says in the bio like I would delete this if I could but there's like too many photos on it that I cannot get rid of. I've had that since 2011, 2010. It's not going anywhere, but you are not getting accepted. I'm very sorry. I don't post I guess it. I kind of do the same thing because Thames is my last name, but nobody really thinks that my last yeah. name is Thames. I've always gone by Hannah Beth. I literally had this boyfriend in my sophomore year. Oh, God. I had this boyfriend. I think he was probably one of my first official boyfriends. And I literally broke up with him because he said he can't wait to meet my parents. And he said something about Mr. and Mrs. Beth. And I said, you know what? It's over. <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah, I broke up with him that night. Mm. I, it gave me the ick. Ick, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, bad. I always wonder because my um, handle is Hannah Beth Virginia, obviously. So I always wonder, once I marry Keegan, are people going to be confused that Virginia is not my last name? I always get confused by that because when I put you on things and I want to put your first and last name, I put Hannah Beth Virginia and I'm like... That is not Hannah's first and last name. That is Hannah's first name and middle names. Mm -hmm. That's not. No. Like, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... You're going to have a long name. I mean, you already have a... Well, no, because what's Keegan's last name? Bryce. Oh, okay. So it's not that long. That's why I'm marrying him, I so say. that I will forever remain HB. And I mean, it's not that... Like, if you had a long last name and then you'd be Hannah Beth Virginia, long last name. Yeah. That would be a lot. Yeah. Does your name fit on, like, patient forms when you write um, it on stuff? Yeah. It's not too... I mean, it's... The names themselves aren't very long, so that kind of helps, but yeah. It I fits. guess that's true. Hi, guys. It's Katie and Hannah from the Call Me Cowboy podcast, and we're here to talk to you about our amazing sponsor, American Bonfire Co. They are literally my favorite sunglasses. Like you guys heard um, in my last ad read about them, I have... Literally been a fan of this brand for three years. I got their Pit Viper style before, and now for Vegas, I just ordered some really fun new styles. And not only that, but they also have a new Vegas collection 
out. Yes, the I'm these are literally to die for, and they're so Vegas. They have the Thelma and Louise, the Patsy so in pink and red, and then the Rhinestone Cowgirl in brown and red. And the Patsy is definitely my favorite. It's a heart shaped sunglasses. Sunglasses. The heart shaped ones. Oh, they're so cute. I'm literally obsessed with them, and I've always loved heart shaped sunglasses like my whole life. I don't know why. I feel like they fit my face the best. So the fact that they made these just in time for NFR is literally I'm freaking drooling for them. Not to mention they just dropped beanies as well, which looks so freaking cute. I'm really obsessed with them. Make mm-hmm. sure you guys use code call me cowboy at checkout to get a little bit off of your order and support the podcast and an amazing female owned and operated american made brand love that it literally checks all the boxes female made and operated american made and operated budget friendly they have literally so i ordered some sunglasses for vegas and what i seriously love so much about them is they have like the standard pairs that you would wear on an everyday basis like aviators or whatever but then they also have some really like funky styles that you like they're a statement piece for your outfit um so i ordered the adios in tortoise um those ones are probably they're like actually a mix between like funky and probably standard um but i love those i ordered the jaden the Jaden Aviators in Obsidian. I'm an aviator gal. Like, I just think that they are, like, Love a them. classic, obviously. And then I ordered the Sundance in Golden Yellow. These are so... What would you call them? Like, probably, like, 70s. Like, very retro. Yes. So My sister's cute. husband wears them all the time, and they are literally so cute. I'm dead for them. I The Sundances are probably some of my faves on there. I'm usually... a day, On my day-to-day, I'm a Rome's girl. I have the Roman yeah. gold, and that is, like... If I you see me those. in sunglasses on my Instagram, that is what I'm wearing all the time. Mm. Literally, best sunglasses I've ever owned. They're amazing, and the owner of the company is also amazing, and it's great to support women in freaking business, and especially American-made company. Yeah, and we'll also be interviewing Casey, the owner of American Bonfire Co., while we're down there, while we're down in Vegas, so make sure to go listen to that episode because we're really excited to hear her insight. She is a, I've said this before, I'll say it again, she's a humble queen, she is a hustler, and I'm sure she has a lot of insight for us, so I'm really excited to talk to her as well. Yes, it's going to be awesome. So we'll see you guys in Vegas. And don't forget to use the code CallMeCowboy10 at checkout when you buy your American Bonfire Co. sunglasses. Oh, my God. You know what I just remembered I have? A pink sugar cookie from Crumble in my fridge. Oh, I'm so happy right now. Crumble is my favorite. We try every week. Me and Grace have been going since, like, March. And we just figured out last night that we've, like, we've gotten... So you have to get 100 crumbs to get $10 off and we've gotten $10 off three times, which I think mm. means each time you get a hundred crumbs, you've been there 10 times. So that means we've been there at least 30 times, but probably oh, more than that. Oh my God. Yeah. 30 weeks. Like that's a lot of crumble, but we've tried everything. This week's cookies are really good. If you guys haven't had them there, they did a semi-sweet chocolate chip instead of their milk chocolate chip. I think they're thinking about changing the recipe and they definitely showed the semi-sweet is so much better. I'm like obsessed, but nobody mm. likes the pink sugar cookie except for me. So I just I took it. I think it's delicious. I we like definitely need to cookie. order some and have some delivered when we're down at Inafar because oh. I have I have one that's like an hour and a half from me. So I basically don't ever get to enjoy it unless I go that down sucks. to Vegas. So I, I The changing menu is my favorite thing. Like, I feel like people get too, like, mean about it. Like, they're like, oh, it's not the best cookie I've ever had. And they just go one random week. And I'm like, well, yeah, the menu changes every week, girlfriend. You got to go yeah. every week because you, you try everything. It's not about this week is the best cookies it's like you find Mm -hmm. out which ones you like because you go every week we're on the reddit you could join the subreddit and people like are very dedicated to this 
franchise like they like post scathing reviews of every cookie and me and grace will go read the reddit like before we go get our cookies for the week and like we're engulfed in crumble like we are diehard crumble fans we literally our like routine is every thursday we go get crumble then we go to chick-fil-a then we go to barnes and noble and that's what we do oh every thursday my god it's the trifecta the crumble chick-fil-a we yeah, only take one like bite of each cookie we take one bite of each cookie for to taste test two bites if you're really feeling it but they're like if you've had them you know they're like way too sick there's no way i can finish one yeah no way no. maybe the sugar cookie i could but that's because it's just a sugar cookie like it's not anything mm-hmm. crazy but i don't know grace always says the pink sugar cookie reminds her of play-doh but i'm like that's why i like it i like the play-doh weird <laughs> that's what i'm in here for for whatever reason <laughs> i want that but the real guys that we've been talking for literally like an hour like 48 minutes hannah beth we're on a roll today we just had a lot to say oh wow this is our free yeah, therapy, we were, guys. We were going to do, like, an NFR guide, but I was kind of thinking before we recorded this, like, we have hit NFR pretty hard as far as podcast topics goes. And, like, yeah. I was also thinking, what could we even give anybody? Because we can't give you traveling advice because hopefully you've already figured that out. We can't yeah. really give you, I mean, there's some events coming up, but, like, I don't even really know all the events that are going down there. So, honestly, like, if you're going down to NFR, just know it'll probably be a shit show. It'll probably be a whirlwind, but just try to drink a lot of water and take care of yourself and you'll probably be fine i will say i do think we're gonna do like a katie and hb solo episode when we get there talking Mm -hmm. about kind of our feelings going into the week and what we are like predicting for the week just like we did last year i just gotta say we did we are doing such a better job this year than we did last year which spoiler alert i mean we were brand new last year we only had three like live shows last year this year we have like six guests and none of them are live, which I think is a way better choice, personally. Maybe we'll do a live show again in the future. Uh, but for now, I'm very happy without a live show. I think show. we had, like, five total episodes out before we got to NFR. Was it only five? I don't know. We were only around for, like, four Since months. Since August. Yeah. So, maybe I mean, it would have been, like, very minimal episodes. Almost. Yeah, I because think. I think my Think Week Digest was, like, episode 11. And, and our sound quality? after NFR. Our sound quality was absolute trash. It was garbage. It was the worst sound I've ever heard yeah. before that. I'm actually very excited about how our episodes are going to sound this year at NFR because we're well, not going to have like the makeup problem. It's going to sound yeah. literally elite. We have leveled up. Well, like in the beginning, I mean, before yes. NFR, we were like recording on Apple headphones. We were like jerry rigging stuff. It's not yeah. working. And my mic didn't work right. And then at NFR, we got better sound quality than we had. And we were like, wait, mm-hmm. I really want to like make sure our sound quality is better. And then I think that set us into the, the just the trend of, like, growing our sound quality, making sure we had the right equipment. And then this year, we have the best equipment we've ever had. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the best equipment at NFR, so I think it's going to be awesome. And we haven't even talked about our guests on no. the podcast yet, so we're going to have... Shaylee is coming back, West Desperado. Oh, She's so going to be back. She's coming with Anna Frentress, who was actually on the... Um, they were guests on our last year's NFR yeah. show. Marika's coming back, which is really exciting. Um, we have Casey, the CEO of American Bonfire Co., which is really yes. exciting as well. Like the one thing that we have this year is variety. And that was yeah. when we were planning our guests for this year's show, we really wanted people from all walks of the Western industry and the Western lifestyle. And I think we like hit the nail on the head with our guests this year. I definitely think so, too. We also have the girl, Britt from Bronx and Donks, which I'm really excited yeah. to talk to her. And Bronx Olivia Harms. and Donks, guys. I, I am, like, so interested by Bronx and Donks because there's not a lot of mm-hmm. Western people on YouTube. So this is, like, making me so excited to talk to them. Um, 
so that's going to be cool. And then also we have Olivia Harms, who's a country singer, which is going to be so interesting yes. to hear about that side of the industry because I know nothing about, like, from the artist's point of view, what that's like. I have so and many I, questions. I have so many questions. I literally cannot wait to talk to her. And I'm just, I'm also excited Absolutely. for the girls that are coming back because I feel like Mariah Gunshaley had really big growth years, like, since last year. And it's going to be a cute little time capsule for them to, like, look at last year. Like, Shaley wasn't even a full-time influencer last year, which is insane. She hadn't gone full-time yet. No, remember when she was there? She had told us that was when, that was the first time that we have ever heard. And she had, like, she was gonna. just made the decision that, yeah, that she was going to go After tax season, yeah. And we were like, dude, thank God, yay. We are so excited for you. Like, because you, I mean, she, I'm interested to hear how that's gone. Yeah. So am I, I'd love to hear about her work-life balance and I'd love to hear about like motivation and stuff. Cause those are the things that like I struggle with sometimes, especially working for yourself. Um, and I, I yeah. can't wait to talk to her about that kind of stuff. And she's just amazing. She's so cool. She also got married this year. Her wedding was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Like she's had a big year and Marika, same thing. I yeah. Mean, she's had a huge year. Yeah. Like, and I, I was looking at their numbers because we had like a podcast, like, media kit basically last year and we had written down all their follower counts like and stuff all our guest follower counts and all that and uh like the i just they've like all almost doubled in size which is really crazy like awesome. they're doing like i don't know i don't ever look at like other people's numbers like that and i was just like wow okay girls mm-hmm. we had a big growth year well also marika i was watching her stories a couple of days ago and she was talking about how she she was like opening up spots for businesses for like booth visits and stuff and she was talking about how she has this new idea this new concept that she's going to be implementing as far as like their packages goes and it was really interesting to me because NFR people using NFR as a business is still so new in our industry and I feel like the past few years it's like like the booth visit thing and everything like that is so new and it's really cool now because I think it's obviously established that influencing and um, just using NFR to help network and promote your business is a given at this point. Um, And maybe it's because I was too young to realize it before, but I just think right now, like it is the era of using NFR like to help your business. And it was just really interesting that now it's like, it's, it's a given. And so now people are like leveling up, like up, upping the game as far as what they do at NFR. And yeah, so I want to talk to Marika about that too, because I mean, it is a business you have, it's just, it's really cool that now people are getting creative with the ways that they are using NFR to help promote whatever their business is. Yeah. And I just, there's no other event like it. Like I try to explain it to like people not in Western. They're like, so what are you going into? And I'm like, well, it's like our Super Bowl, but it's also New York fashion week, but it's also an influencer meetup and people, yes, they're like influencing, they're working while they're there. And there's also these parties and then also you need outfits every day. And they're like, what? Like, yeah. And also the rodeo athletes, they're just walking around the strip. Like you'll bump into them. It's like seeing Peyton Manning, like just walking down the street. It's the weirdest thing. They'll just be in your hotel and there's like cowboys everywhere, but it's in Vegas. And like trying to describe it to somebody is like impossible. It's really become just like the crux of like our industry and like everything that it means to be part of it. Like social media wise or just rodeo wise or whatever, like. It is the mm-hmm. V meetup of the century, which is so fun. And I was talking to Keegan about it. I've been to four total NFR. So in 2014, no, I think I went in 2015 and that's when I first launched Dare to Be a Cowboy. So we went down there for some Dare to Be a Cowboy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I went in 2019, but I was down there for a company Christmas party. So all I really did was go to Cowboy Christmas for a little bit and then that was it. And then, um, so technically last year was 
my first year of really, really hitting, hitting NFR for what it is. So it's kind of crazy to think that this is only our second year going down there. Yeah. And I just, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, and the next year will be our third year and we'll have been doing this for, oh, this is something I wanted to talk about because I'm like getting emo about this. I don't know why this reminded me, but we were talking about this year. You have some obligations for yourself and I'm having some obligations mm-hmm. for myself, like outside the podcast. And I was like getting literally emotional about it because I know that like I want that for us. I want us to both have our own things and the mm-hmm. podcast. And like those are three separate entities. But like I just look at you as my partner in crime and everything. And like yeah. I just like was getting upset like that we weren't we can't be attached to the hip. And like this is probably the last year that me and Hannah are gonna be able to have like a a really tightly woven schedule together like mm-hmm. i see us next year having even more obligations outside of each other and having to organize 100%. like this year has been crazy because i mean last year we had three guests it was live shows that we put together and like that was pretty much it and it was just like it wasn't as many days right and then this year it, we are staying for like almost the whole thing and it's like we're jam-packed and we've got a schedule graphic that jam-packed. goes around and we've got like a team of people that are helping us kind of and i'm more like we have an assistant this year. Taylor's our assistant. And I have to, like, send her the, mm-hmm. the graphic with the schedule on it and, like, sending her to-do list of how she's going to run the show behind the scenes. And, like, I don't know. It's, like, we're, like, a real... It's, like, we're managing ourselves almost. And, like, I definitely yeah. see the following, like, next year it being, like, we're going to have to have a Call Me Cowboy schedule, a Katie schedule, and a Hannah schedule. And that's going to, like, break my heart because before it was just, like, the Katie yeah. and Hannah schedule. And, like, it's a good thing that we have two different schedules. But, like, also... I, like, so sad because we do everything together and I'm always, like, I don't know, I was so terrified last, like, if I was doing this by myself, I would have been so terrified last year. Like, having you with me through everything, like, I just, like, I always, like, even, like, uh, we went to, like, an event last year and I was, like, really scared of, like, going by myself and I was, like, it's okay, Hannah's gonna be there. And, like, Hannah will be there and we're gonna be fine. And, like, I think about somebody offering me something and you not being part of it and I, like, don't know if I could say yes because I'm, like, Hannah's won't Mm -hmm. be there with me. Like, I don't know if I can do this without her. Like, I don't know. It makes me sad and, like, I'm sad to, like, see us separate. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I... It's still really nice that we have ourselves, like, we still... Are staying in the same house and I think we'll always have each other and call me oh, cowboy yeah. as a foundation of like what we do at NFR but it is really weird but I think no matter what like even with the stuff that what what I love about our relationship is that literally we just want nothing but the best for each other so yeah. if there's something that obviously you need to do and you need to attend and that's going to help you and your business and all of that I'm like literally do it like I will not have FOMO like I will live through you and be so happy for you and you're this yeah and you're the same way for me and I love that because like I feel like if we had a competitive relationship like I I don't even know like how somebody would go about navigating that I'm really glad that we are not like that and we just like are like okay we're going down there to do business like I don't know I'm just really excited about everything that we have planned and then that we have like our dynamic to fall back on because I know that that's like, we have a really strong foundation as a relationship, you know? Like, yeah. I, like I was even thinking about it. Like, at this point, we've been friends for, like, three years. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe four years. No, I think it's yeah. been, like, three years. I think it's still been like, three it's, years. It's a long time. Like, I literally talk to you, like, more than anybody else in my life. Like, we literally, yeah. every single week, sit down and talk for an hour, you know? Like, I'm very, yeah, literally, yeah. to each other. And I don't really do that with anybody else besides maybe Keegan. So, it's just so nice to have, like, such a close friend while we're down there and 
something that I also really love is that you have similar goals as me. So like me recording an Instagram story takeover isn't weird to you. Like you fully understand this industry and like what is required for us to be successful in it. And you're not like going to judge me for it or I've never, I just have never had that in my life. Like literally, even if somebody else, I was listening to myself in the last podcast and I was talking about how like there's other people in my life that don't like I've never had anybody in my life that works as hard as you do and like understands my work ethic and I was thinking like okay maybe I do like my mom she is a fucking boss ass bitch like my dad he is like works so hard like my brother like people around me really do work hard but it's just the fact that I am doing something that's so different than what they do yeah I've never felt like seen or like that they understand how important it actually is and how big it actually could be and you do and I fucking love that and coming into NFR with that energy I'm like we could we could take over the world. I that's how I feel every time I'm with you too is that we could take over the world like literally anything. Like and going back to like the thing you were saying about like having our like we're not competitive with each other. I think it's the one of the best things we ever did about this partnership is like I've seen other podcasts like or partnerships just in general like fall apart because of competitiveness or whatever and like from the beginning we have encouraged each other to pursue our own personal endeavors and our own personal brands and careers. Like I want I don't want everything we, that you get or I get to be for call me cowboy like i don't want us to lose our individuality in this like we are two separate entities separate people and like if we got offered something on our own like i would be more like i want you to take it take it please like we've and we've both always been like that which has been super cool and literally same i don't have i think a girl was dming me the other day on instagram if she's listening to this she listens to the podcast so you probably know if i'm talking about you but she uh she um like was saying how she doesn't have any friends that do like social media and I was like yeah dude you really need to make some because I literally couldn't like like you were saying like people don't get it like doing an Instagram story takeover or working the NFR like I'm gonna work there like our friends Kelly and TJ who we live with um they like we're talking about they're going for a roping and she's like yeah we're gonna be here this day this day this day and I open my phone and I pull up my schedule graphic with all the little blocks on it and all the things we're doing. And, like, guys, I literally can't explain to you that it's jam-packed. And she just looks at me and makes this look like... <laughs> You're like, I have no idea. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is my... I'm like, oh, this is my week. This is my schedule for the NFR. And she's, like, going mm-hmm. down there. Like, her only plans are, like, get drunk on Friday night. <laughs> like, And I'm like, yeah, yeah I, we're going to very different NFRs. Like, it's going to be very different... Two very different events, my guy. Like... And I, I don't know. Nobody else would get it. Like, who else yeah. could I stay in a house with that would be like, yeah, that makes sense that you're going to be working the whole time you're here. Like, and understand the, the stories and the, like, getting content. And I don't know, being interested to talk to the same people as me, like, talking to Casey, mm-hmm. CEO of American Bonfire. Like, you're excited for the same reasons I am. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm so proud of us. I think this is going to be such a big year. I think it's definitely going to be a milestone year where we look back yeah. and we remember, like, that was before things got crazy. That's We're what gonna I look back on our first believe. year and just be so proud of our little innocent, pure selves. And it's just going to blow up. I think so, too. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be huge. Well, I feel like that was probably a good episode. We didn't really give you guys any NFR tips, but... I really wanted to call this episode Just straight up shoot the shit. Yeah, <laughs> I really wanted to call this episode "See you in Vegas" because this mm-hmm. is the last thing you guys are gonna hear before we're in Vegas. This is it, right? This is the last one. Yeah, this is gonna be our last podcast together until Vegas. I'm like, Vegas, here we come! But then I'm like, oh my god, I'm not prepared for this at all. <laughs> I've been vlogging because I'm like doing my shop update and stuff, so I'm like vlogging the NFR prep, and I think that's been kind of fun because like our something that I've been sharing on the vlog is that our sign came in fucked up for the podcast and like we're like i'm so angry i hannah sends me the picture because i sent it to hannah's house she lives in nevada i live in arizona i she sends me the picture she's like sign came in i'm like that is not our sign 
<laughs> that is not what it's supposed to look like. And Hannah's like, yeah, I was kind of confused. I was like, me too. I'm like angry messaging the Etsy seller. Like, this better be here in time. We need to leave on this day. Like, of course, it's just... This is the biggest event of the year. Yeah, the <laughs> biggest event of the year and you're ruining it. Like, random Etsy seller, you better eat crow. Figure this out. I'm like yelling at him. And like, same with like, we're like trying to figure out the sign for the American Bonfire logo representation. I'm like, we need to cut glass. We need to cut vinyl. We need to cut the mirror. We need to do this. Like all these little things, like just coming together. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I'm really glad that we figured out like the bigger details way farther in advance, because now that we're a couple weeks beforehand, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. There's just so many little details that I have thought about, but haven't done because I'm like, okay, I'll just get that done, you know, whenever. And then I completely forgot about them. And that's what kind of this with this podcast and everything that's what's nice about having us too because I can't fucking think about everything like I can't think about what I can't what I haven't thought about you know what I mean so like it's nice that you are like oh the sign and then I'm on like other sides of it and it's just nice to have people around me that are helping (laughs) period and I feel that because like almost once a week you send me an audio message and you're referencing something that we needed to plan that I had not thought about at all and I'm like (sighs) fuck thank god she's here because I could not like, or, like, the real covers I was talking about today for while we're there, I was like, why did I not think of, like, that is such a last-minute thing, which I have, I'm excited for those. I have a plan for those. I'll have to, like, tell you about that and after. And that's what's crazy, too, is, like, so you have your merch launch, and then you have, like, other events at NFR and Call Me Cowboy show, and Dare to Be a Cowboy is actually doing stuff at the NFR this year. So it's not yeah. just, like, we talk about all things Call Me yeah. Cowboy on this podcast, but... We have so many other things that are surrounding just this one week. Bro, like, yeah. I almost, I want to, like, plan a vacation with yeah. you. Like, this should technically be vacation, but I want to plan a vacation for our vacation <laughs> together. Me and me and Taylor were already talking about planning our trip to her cabin. Oh, like, yeah. For, yeah. Like, when we're at NFR, let's plan it. Because Taylor was talking about, we always talking about the importance of, like, having something to look forward to. And, like, friend yeah. events, specifically, because we're all so far away. She was like, Let's start planning the cabin trip while we're in Vegas so that we can have it on the calendar and we know the next time we're going to see each other. Because it does hurt to not know, like, when am I going to see you again? Like, uh-huh. I don't even know. Like, at last year's NFR, we, like, left and I was like, well, uh, I hopefully we'll see each other before Vegas. And I was like, oh, no, we for sure will. And then we didn't even see each other until Taylor's wedding in October. Like, yeah, luckily we time. even got to see each other then or else we would not yeah. have seen each other since NFR. Yeah, but hopefully we'll we'll get that plan and we'll see each other again. I don't know. I feel like sure. also I have so many. I have like we have a friend group this year. Like we have friends that are going. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's so exciting to me. Like it's not just yeah. you and me, Katie. Like no. it's not just me and you against the world. Like we literally gonna have Taylor with us, which is so exciting. Lexi's yep. gonna be Lexi. there, which is so exciting. We have people down there like ready to meet up with. We're gonna have the sleepover Emmy, party. Garin. Garden. Garden. I'm so yeah, excited to I, see Garden, actually. I love Garden. I love Garden. I mean, we're going to have them. We're going to have, like, literally just so many people. And I, I've had people DMing me, like, hey, we want to meet up. I'm like, last year, I remember posting and, like, being like, who's going to be there? And, like, nobody was really messaging me. Like, a couple people would, but mm-hmm. not really. And now this mm-hmm. year, it's like, I feel like there's so many people that I'm like, I yeah. don't know if I'm actually going to be able to meet all of these people, but I really I know, want to. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I don't know. It's going to be a good year. I'm very excited. We're pumped. See us in Vegas, guys. And that's the plan, like, every day after the episode, we will be uploading, because we're not going to do a live show this year, so we will be uploading all the podcast interviews the day of, Um, yep. so you can pretty much expect to have a podcast episode Monday through, or Sunday through Wednesday um, yep. by, like, 1 o'clock, 
130 yep. maybe. So you guys will be hearing, we're, we're going to do very minimal cutting and just have it up and ready to go. So yep. that'll be really exciting. And also, um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all. I think that's yeah. it. Covered it okay. all. We will see you, see you in Vegas, guys. Bye. Shit.